Welcome to the Is This Enough feed. David Hoare here, co-host of Is This Enough, letting you know that I am returning to the Edinburgh Fringe this summer from the 2nd to the 25th of August with my new show, 1000% Musical Comedy, in which I will attempt to create the maximum amount of musical comedy. Tickets on sale now from the Fringe website. I will be doing a preview of the show at the Brighton Fringe on Saturday, May 4th at 4.15pm at Three Jolly Butchers. Tickets available via Skiddle. And if you'd like to see James O'Donoghue live they're performing on Thursday the 2nd of May at Comedy Queers at Off-Broadway in Hackney also you can now watch full video versions of new episodes of Is This Enough on YouTube starting with mini episode 4 welcome to episode 12 of Is This Enough the really brilliant game show that is brilliant and excellent it's the exciting quiz show where we've invented some rounds for each other to take part in and neither of us knows what the other has prepared. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star review and a like on whichever streaming platform you're listening to it on. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and Twitter if it still exists. Or X or whatever it's called. We are Is This Enough Pod. A quick plug from my Edinburgh show. Go see my show. I'm David Hall. Please go see my show. One billion songs, please, at 2.30 at the Hill Street Theatre between the 4th and the 27th of August, but not the 15th. You can get your tickets via the Fringe website. A third of them have sold already, so you probably want to get a wiggle on if you want to get your tickets. Yay! But for now, please enjoy this episode of Is This Enough? Is This Enough? With James Hello, David. Hello, James. And welcome to the internet. He's just uh, he's just logging on to the World Wide Web. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe we could go surf it in a cafe. Whoa! In the late nineties. Uh, Asta lasagna. Don't get any on ya. <laughs> I have heard, even though everyone's excited about this new Star Wars film, that maybe we should go watch a leather-jacketed film known as The Matrix. Would you like to come with me? Oh, David, I'd rather take the blue pill, by which I mean Viagra. (laughs) Which has just been invented in the late 90s. It's the late 90s. Everyone's (laughs) taking blue pills. Some people are taking red pills. Why are you taking a red pill? Well, it's a metaphor for gender and... You know, the estrogen pills at that point were red. Whoa, that's crazy. But it's the 90s. The transgender moral panic hasn't been invented yet. Let's go. Mm. Analogies. Analogies. (laughs) Wow, is that blur? Damon Alban. I hate cartoons. Hope you don't do anything with them. Damon Albran, you should sell cereal. Damien Hurst? What's that, a shark? Well, you guys are crazy. You guys are crazy. You've taken the green pill, you crazy person. Whoa, he's taken both pills. (laughs) I don't think he's meant to do that. Could someone take him to the hospitals? Because it's 1998 and the hospitals are well-funded. Things can can only get better. better. I love a rock. I feel sorry for Prince Charles. His wife just died. Ah. Ah. Boo. Blue bloody who. 
someone get a taxi. A taxi, you say? I'm going to have to shout at one from the corner of the road. <laughs> Uber's not around. Hey, taxi man, get me out of here. <laughs> it's the late 90s. Let's go. <laughs> Whoa. Everyone's watching the film Hackers. <laughs> It's got that guy from Trainspotting in it. And Angelina Jolie before she started adopting things. Oh my god. Children, I think, is the things. Children, accents, ways of life. (laughs) Is that what the thing is about? It's just Angelina Jolie's kids all coming Uh, to get you in the snow. (laughs) I don't know, David. I hope Angela Bassett doesn't do the thing. Because it's the 90s. (laughs) We're all taking Bertie Bassett's. Uh, And by that I mean... Ease and wins. Wow. I hope Ebenezer Good never stops. Uh, it should be noted to the listener who can't I'm see James four. throughout this entire bit. It's like James has been waving his arm around in a celebratory uh, motion. Going, I've been punching Woo-hoo! the air. <laughs> I, I re- I've, I've started it in gym because I'm nearly 30 and I've realised that. Uh, it's the late 90s. <laughs> it's the late 90s. Everyone's at the gym. But it's like a, a local municipal gym in a leisure centre because mm. your local council has money. Whoa! Yeah. Ah, oh, David. It's oh. time to wake up from the 90s and realise <laughs> it's not the 90s anymore. The year is 2023. Unless you're listening to this later on, in which case, well, I just like the late nineties. Let's all take Ethan and watch Darth Maul. Yeah, things <laughs> can only get. But to be fair, you can because of the cyclical nature of culture and and the way that the Disney Corporation has just been mining mining the past. You mm. can just take Ian Wiz and watch Darth Maul. Because he's still about. Not voiced by Peter Serafinovich anymore, though. No. And that's a shame. And also, you don't need to leave the house to do any of that. Can I just say, before we start anything, this is a big, important announcement that I just found out. Uh, James and I are both big fans of the hit television show, Twin Peaks. Isn't that right, James? We're big fucking freaks. That's good. I'm watching Twin Peaks. <laughs> we have also been ending this show... By saying Bob Iger, in reference Bob to Iger. head of Disney, Bob Iger, who is at head the moment in the middle of quite a few disputes about pay and residuals and is all over yeah. the news. So it feels Bob like Iger. we're a bit of ahead of the, of the curve about talking about Bob Iger anyway. James, did you know that Bob Iger was the person responsible for making David Lynch reveal who killed Laura Palmer? Ah. Uh- <laughs> Bob God. Iger was the person who told him to do that, which ruined the middle of season two and changed it, the trajectory of Twin Peaks. Isn't you that what, mental? That's that's up there with um, Avi Arad and his connection with Spider Man and how he ruined Spider Man for a while. And it's also up there with how Dwayne the Rock Johnson was kind of in charge of Warner Brothers for a few months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, oh, what the... Okay. Bob. Bob. I mean, Bob. See, it's... Bob, so in in a way, there are two Bobs that are the villain of Twin Peaks. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've upset you. So it's now a good time to tell you a joke that I'm going to bleep out. I'm going to skip past it. It's the most depressing joke I've written this week. Yeah, go on. 
I refuse to tell it to my girlfriend. Let's go. Uh, my girlfriend's relationship with her alive father is a bit like my relationship with my dead father. We don't talk anymore. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that's good grief. That's good grief humour. Did that help at all? Yeah, someone phoned Griefcast. I'd like to make an application on your behalf. <laughs> Shall we start the podcast? Let's start the podcast. I think we now need a a sting to show that we've started the podcast. Uh, so he's here all the way from the <laughs> northeast. It's Sting. Oh, hey, it's me, Sting. These silly been... boys uh, started the podcast right new. <laughs> I just come in from Edging. Hello. <laughs> oh, where were you two bloody episodes ago, Sting? <laughs> okay, podcast is starting. The actor prepares. Take a sip of water. This is all staying in. <laughs> Can I get it's a gargle? Better be staying in. Let's gargle. I know everyone loved that last time it happened. Good gargling. All right. In Laban terms, I think this needs to be fast. Fast, quick, and direct. This is dabbing. We're dabbing. Okay. It's dabbing, maybe flicking. All right. I got you. I paid a lot for that course. And let me tell you, everything that I do uh, in relation to it seems nuts. But it's good. But it seems like a scam. So much money for dabbing and flicking and butt funnels. (laughs) All right. Which is how Sting edges people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Sting. <laughs> Yoo-hoo, and welcome to Is This Enough? The best game show podcast that I present. My name is James O'Donoghue, a dreamboat. And with me, as always, is David Hoare, a nightmare vessel. <laughs> this, this is a truly excellent and brilliant game show that is both excellent and brilliant. We've come up with three rounds each, and neither of us knows what the other one has prepared. Along the way, we'll have some songs, sketches, and we'll even have a special guest. There is absolutely all to play for, because there is a prize for the winner and a forfeit for the loser. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show! David, have you got round one? I certainly do. I've got it Good. right here. Then let's hear round one. Okay. David, yeah, I do round one. Round one. Round one. <laughs> round one. James, round one is called geographical knowledge. Ooh. Oh, God, the twig has snapped. The twig has snapped, but it's green. It's a too alive, and it's, <laughs> it's it's a green stick fracture, and we wanted a clean slice off. It's two twigs ah! now. They've become sentient twigs. Um, James, uh, geography here. Uh, according to my hit my TV... geography, <laughs> I'm dad. Uh, according to my hit TV travel show. Oh, while you're down there. Which of these places is in the top five places to visit in Australia? James, have you been to Australia? (laughs) Oh, no, but by your accent, I feel like I already have, David. (laughs) 
I don't need the trip. You can keep the Gold Coast. I think I'm going to be tripped up by Australians going, that wasn't very good or nice. Also, stop saying Crocodile Dundee 2 is better than Crocodile Dundee 1. Um, it's better. I prefer it. You know, it's only called Crocodile Dundee when it's in the outback region of uh, Australia. Everywhere else, it's called bad filmmaking. <laughs> so mean to Crocodile Dundee too. Good. That was the first PG I ever saw. Great. Um, James, number one. Is this in the top five places according to... Oh, well, you're down there. Is this in the top five places to visit in Australia? Number one, Ramsey Street. This is for 40 yes. points a question. Yes, yes, you're saying yes. Correct. You get yourself 40 points. Oh, my God. Isn't that the most exciting thing that's ever happened to you? Uh, I don't know how to deal with that anymore. It would be quite weird if that was the most exciting thing that ever happened to you. That would be pretty cooked, as they say in Australia. Hey! We know culture. Um, <laughs> James, question number two. Is Ramsey Feet a place to visit in Australia? Is it in the top five? Oh, David, 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 David. I think it probably... If anywhere was going to have a place called Ramsey Feet, it would be Australia. Correct! That's another 40 points to you, James O'Donoghue. All the people that aren't in, in Neighbours anymore have had their feet chopped off and they're displayed in a museum called Ramsey Feet. Mm. Oh, my God. Those pesky Australians. Mm. Yeah, it's very true, of course. Just like my true TV show. Oh, while you're down there. Um, question number three. Is Paul Hogan's Snooker Emporium in the top five places to visit in Australia? Yes, definitely. Definitely. It's an Emporium of Snooker. Presented by Paul Hogan. He was in Crocodile Dundee 2, the superior Crocodile Dundee film. Correct, James. You've got yourself another 40 points. Oh, my God. You are doing so well. Question number four, James. Is ACDC's Electrician's House in the top five places to visit in Australia? Well, it is on my list. <gasps> I'm sorry, you're wrong, James. ACDC's Electrician's House is in uh, Newcastle. So, I'm sorry, you don't get the 40 points there. What a shame. Do you have a favourite ACDC song? I like their song, Born to be Wild. <laughs> David, I like their song, it's the Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades. I hate their song, Crocodile Dundee 3. Uh, <laughs> Crocodile Dundee in America, in Los Angeles, doing weird things. I hate that song. The full title's very long as well and kind of misleading. That's not what the film's called. David. Yeah? I like their song <laughs> Highway to Hell by Adele, released in 2012. <laughs> See you at the other at the pyramid stage, fellas. <laughs> Bye-bye. I like that song. That's great. James, your final question for this round, round number one, if you've forgotten which round we're on. James, is the Sydney Opera Scouse in the top five places to visit in Australia. According to the hit TV show that I invented, oh, while you're down there. Yes, it's definitely in the top ten. And you turn up and he goes, all right, son, how are you doing? 
Yeah. I'm both Australian and fucking Scouts. So if you got any fucking problems, you bloody tell me, Nanny. Or I'll bloody get you. All right. <laughs> Ew, we're gonna sing some Pavarotti. Uh, that's my Australian Scouts. <laughs> uh, listen, New Opera Scouts. I think that was such a hate crime to so many people. But that's just the sort of edge lords we are. James, that was correct. James, you have scored yourself a fine 160 points in this first round. How am I ever going to catch you up? Maybe I'll do it with round two. James, it's over to you. Round two. Round two, over to you. David, this round is called, I don't know, is this anything? (laughs) Like many comedians, my phone is full of jokes that may or may not be anything. I'm going to read out said notes, and you're going to tell me if this is anything or if I should abandon it, just like I abandoned my wife and child as I went on a hunt for my father's murderer, only to realise that I don't have a father. I was grown in a lab. In a final twist, I find out that the murderer was the scientist that created me, so in one way, was my father. And you can see that all in I've Got a Clone to Pick With You on BBC <laughs> One. <laughs> Each of these are worth 40 points. Yowza. Oh, so there is all to play for. Mm-mm-mm. So, David, is this anything? Yep. Number can one. I just say at the top here, my phone uh, is full of jokes that aren't really anything. And I was at a wedding on the weekend and I told I was like oh I wrote a joke yesterday that did that and they were like have you got any other jokes and I opened my phone and they're like they all say jokes tell us tell us them and I was like no these are bad (laughs) 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 it says joke but what it actually is is awful sorry go ahead so is this anything Mm -hmm. stage directions in a pirate voice (laughs) yar where is me eggs and where is me legs David is this anything (laughs) Uh, yeah i think it is do you have any references to eggs in the rest of your set uh no i'm vegan true um i think it is something david i tell you what it is something in that i uh sat bolt upright after writing that uh, after thinking of that um whilst asleep i sat bolt upright and said under my breath this is going to be the big bucks. Wrote that out, <laughs> went back to sleep, and then woke up the next morning like it was Christmas morning, thinking, oh, yeah, I was a genius last night, finally. And I looked at my notes and I thought, I'm ruined, I'm a dead man. <laughs> um, but I've, said, I've read that in that context on stage a few times, and uh, and it, it doesn't get a laugh, but it, it gets a nod. So it, it doesn't get a nod, but it gets a... It doesn't really get a, it gets a, so, so it's not uh, I think, uh, I can't, it's not anything, David, I'm afraid. It is not is a shame. anything, On so many, I cannot give you It's a shame because it's not anything, and it's a shame because that means I don't get any points. Um, friend of the show and a uh, person who helped contribute the idea of prizes they invented the idea of prizes. Uh, Andrew White, who is glorious, editor and uh, somewhat host of um, Trusty Hogs uh, podcast, um, once uh, woke up uh, in, in the middle of the night, wrote a note down on their phone, went back to sleep, woke up the next day to see what it said, and it said, drive through Toby Carvery. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> 
amazing. All right, David. Mm-hmm. Is this anything? I've got 20,000 guys out there. I know all their names. Want to know how? They're all me! Yeah! <laughs> Stage directions. 20,000 20, guys outside all yell. <laughs> Is that anything? It sounds like something from your clone TV show. <laughs> Is that anything, David? <laughs> I... I've been talking to comedians about logistics a lot this week, so I'm just thinking, <laughs> like, I think it is something, but the logistics of it are difficult. I'm going to go with yes. Yes, David, of course. <laughs> it's excellent. It is, of course, <laughs> the best joke anyone has ever done, ever. And that is why you can see me on Live at the Apollo in which I fight the Greek god Apollo. And when I think, just when Apollo thinks I'm done, I go, I've got 20,000 guys out there. I know all their names. Want to know how? They're all me. Yeah. And then Apollo turns around and there's like 20,000 of me going, yeah. And then we kill the god Apollo. Mm. Is that that TV show where you fight Apollo for their house to the death? And if you win, you get to... Live at the house, and it's live at the Apollo. Yeah, great. Live at the Apollo, yes. Great, Yes, cool. it is. Great. Uh, tell me some more jokes. David, is y- this anything? Yeah. Which of you fucks wants these ducks? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. It's a yes, yes from me. David, it is. In fact, it is around from next week's show. <laughs> I'm giving it there the golden go. buzzer. Let's go. 40 points for you. Um, David, Brexit, is that anything? Unfortunately, yes. (laughs) David, no, no, no. It isn't worth anything. (laughs) Dear BBC Comedy, I am a good joke writer and would love to write the jokes for you. Sincerely, me, James O'Donoghue. P.S. I could also write good jokes about Boris Johnson being a right shagger. Interested? <laughs> I'm certainly interested. Come on, BBC. Sort it out. Okay, David. Final one. Final run. Are you ready? I'm trying to be. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down these balls. Stage direction. <laughs> Soviet vasectomy. <laughs> is, that, is that anything, David? It is something, yes. It's definitely... David? It's everything. <laughs> It is correct. That is how I finish my standard Industry 20. <laughs> so, David, at the end of that round... Spoilers. You've won yourself a cheeky 160 points. Ooh. So we're tied at mm. the neck until dead. Mm. <laughs> Hold on, have you won 160 points? One, two, three... Ah, no. Turns out, maths. David, at the end of that round, you have won 120 points. <laughs> Is this enough? James, are you ready for round three? I am ready for round three. But David, before we move on to round three, let's talk about prizes. Mm-hmm. The whole reason we're doing this sorry excuse of a show. Mm-hmm. David, yeah. every week, there's a prize and a forfeit. And mm-hmm. last week... I won! And you lost. So, David, last week I won a ladder. Yeah, what did you do you... with your ladder? I just went up stuff. What kind of stuff? Houses. 
Sheds. Did you ask the people who own the houses before you did it? They're my house now. You sit on it, you own it. These are hackney rules. <laughs> well, that's how you become a landlord. <laughs> You'll be kicked out of the trade union. <laughs> Billy Bragg will never let you listen to his songs ever again because you if got on a ladder and climbed up a house. <laughs> please, please don't joke about this. The Acorn, the renters' union, will have a go. <laughs> They're on my tail. Mm, David, thanks. you lost, and therefore your forfeit was you could only go downstairs for a week. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did that go down there? <laughs> hey, how's the weather down there? <laughs> hey, you close to the molten core of the earth yet? <laughs> what does mantle taste like, loser? Well, James, it's been seven days of only being able to go downstairs. I am currently broadcasting this podcast and recording it to you live from halfway down the stairwell at Covent Garden. I hope to make it to the bottom by the end of next week's episode. Oh, my God. He went for tube stairs. What a bloody... <laughs> I ain't getting in that Goops. rickety lift. Uh, I went I went it's on that rickety. lift once. It was invented by hit Coronation Street star and... Then pop star Adam Ricketts. It's a rickety lift. I went on that lift once. Uh, cool story, bro. Stop. Boom! <laughs> Roasted! I won the roast battle. Dear BBC, can I have oh. a gig, please? I won a roast battle. Oh! 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 Um, yeah, I was on that lift once with the most startled woman I've ever seen. Oh! Uh, the doors closed. And Did she, she not went, know she was in a roast battle? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Sup, you loser, wearing a jumper. What are you, cold? <laughs> she, she went. This is why James isn't allowed in roast battles, because they'd win them all. <laughs> yes. Yes. Fight me, cowards. Uh, this week, David, the yeah. prize for winning, the prize for winning is tickets to Las Vegas. <gasps> The forfeit is tickets to Lost Vegans. <laughs> Just a couple of guy wandering around trying to avoid the milk. I think that's called Bristol, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> wow, it really is all to play for. I've heard what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas in a sort of time shift paradigm. I've heard that... Uh, they have a, a 100% taxation policy for people trying to leave. Mm. That's the plot of the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. M. Night Shyamalan? Mm-hmm. Ah, what a twist. <laughs> That's my impression. That's my impression. He also a guy from the... 1998 <laughs> watching an M. Night Shyamalan film. It's the late 90s. It still is the late 90s, where he invented the uh, hit ice lolly, the Twister. And then people went, wow, what a twist. Let's twist again, like Bill... No, I fucked that one. I was going to say, let's twist again, like Bruce Willis is actually dead. But uh, who's Bill Willis? Spo- spoilers, who's Bill Willis? Uh, it's Bill... Like Bill Withers? <laughs> Bill Withers. While England sleeps... Bill Withers. <laughs> David, over to you. Uh, round three. James, round three is excitingly called... James, how are you? James. Oh, man. That's just the title. Let me ask the question. James, how are you? Whoa. Crazy. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm good. I've had a series of bizarre gigs that kind of went nowhere. There's people on my balcony looking out, looking concerned. On your balcony? No, no, on the balcony on the other block that I can see. What's going you on? You own that because you climbed it with a ladder and took it. Yes, and they are my tenants. <laughs> David tenants. <laughs> wow. And if they don't pay rent, I'm going to make them Matt Smith. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I had, I've uh, again had some bizarre gigs, which is fun and good. Um, and uh, I was at a gig uh in Shepherd's Bush with friend of the show Nick Kirk. Oh. Hello Nicholas Kirk. He might have been the first person to ever say um it's just me and Nish to me outside of you <laughs> and me. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's Wonderful. good. Also um, known as that baldy fella on Twitch. Quite an exciting Also human. known as that baldy fella. Uh, also known as many fantastic characters that he does live. Uh, you should go and check out his lovely comedy night, which is called So Far So Funny, which you can find yeah. in uh, London's fashionable city centre. Dave, Dave Steed is a very, very good character. Dave Steed is a good soul more than anything. Mm. I like Dave um, Steed more than I like Nick Kirk. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Nick Kirk. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Um, so I turned up to this gig mm-hmm. and Nick was there. I was like, oh, that's going to be good. And then I saw that the gig was actually in the corner of a pub. And I thought, ah, oh, that's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, no prep had been done. No one knew in the in the audience that they were in the audience. Oh, and no. And no one knew that comedy was going to happen. And there was no separation between comedy and the rest of the pub, which I think tends to mean badness awaits unless it is like you've booked out the entire venue which you can do and that's good yeah oh so the gig started and uh it it was quiet because people were just going about their business not knowing that comedy was happening and you can't just put comedy in the corner of a venue and expect people to be fine with it what is this music (laughs) even then Um, they're mostly like can you turn it down yeah uh yeah whereas this time they're uh, like can you tone it down there's too mm, many wacky characters on stage can we have one comedian doing one character and that character is nothing mm. so uh however there was one member of the audience who was definitely enjoying it but they were enjoying it a bit too much uh because they were doing a uh, dickhead heckling that's heckling where you're not actually heckling that's heckling where you're just chipping and just chip in, just chip in every sentence, little bit of chipping in, just a little bit of, oh, I know they'll benefit this joke that someone's written. Me! Mm. Um, so they were just chipping in, just little bits of chipping in, some of that chipping in, maybe slightly uh, transphobic, maybe not. Who knows, because it was garbled, because that person was drunk. They were really drunk, David. They were really drunk. Uh, and this reached ahead when I went on stage and got three minutes into my set this person uh, my strategy to deal with it was to speak too loud and fast for her to keep up with Mm. Uh, I got three minutes in and it was going all right, but I couldn't try out the new stuff I wanted to try out I had to do old reliable Mm -hmm. and I was three minutes into my set and this person walked out the venue and then fell flat on her face Ah, and hurt themselves (laughs) 
Karma is real. Of course, they hurt themselves quite badly. Rest of the gig can't go ahead, can it? The person's hurt. Uh, so uh, that was because someone in the audience decided to call an ambulance because someone had a drunken stumble. I don't think that requires an ambulance. I think that requires that person to sit down for a bit and then check if they can move all their ligaments all right. Yeah. They could move it just fine. They were absolutely doing all right. Ambulance was on its way. Gig was pulled, but the person who was running the gig didn't think it was pulled. But by everyone else's standards, you pull that gig. So we're all just waiting to go back on, thinking, pull the gig, mate, pull the gig. And Nick Kirk, who had not gone on yet, uh, has a degree of magic in his act. Mm -hmm. And he turned around to me and said, well, I won't be needing these anymore, and was furiously pulling out handkerchiefs from his sleeve. <laughs> uh, it, was, uh, it was the funniest shit I'd ever seen. So, <laughs> how am I, David? I'm frustrated, but delighted. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> Nick's really taken a roller coaster of emotions from this. Not only do we hate Nick, but the funniest thing we've ever seen. Hooray! <laughs> hey. Wow. That's real... A lot happened to that gig. Can you start doing gigs where a lot doesn't happen other than the comedy? Because I feel like it's going to be quite that. difficult for your mental health. I would love that, David. I would love to just do comedy. Mm. However, what I have to do is deal with people being silly billies, quite frankly. Have I ever told you? And you might have even been at this gig... That's how long ago it was that I can't quite remember. But um, we did a gig for, and I'm going to bleep all the names out of this. We did a gig for in Portishead at a cafe. Were you there? I was. I was not there. Okay, I, great. I did, I I did a gig with you in, in. It was in Bristol, and that was the one where he introduced uh, Rob Cooper by saying. This next act's like James A. Caster. I don't like James A. Caster. <laughs> <laughs> it was excellent. That was a, a that was excellent non And I was told it was going to be really full and like four people were there. Yeah. yeah. So this one, uh, loads of people at this gig because uh, we walked in. There was a big stairwell at the back and I'm like, I imagine the gig's going to be upstairs. And then there was like a wall in the middle of the room. And as we kind of were walking towards those stairs... But from behind that wall, suddenly we saw a mic stand and it was just in the middle of the pub. And we realised that there was just like a hundred people eating dinner at different parts very loudly. And uh, we were told we weren't getting paid because it was the first gig, but we were getting a free dinner and a drink. So uh, we sat down at the table. The lady who was running the whole thing came up to the table and was like, hey, how's it going? You're the comedians. We were like... Yeah, do the people here know that the comedy's on? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, do do they know? And then she took our food order and uh, <laughs> went, is there any restriction on what we can have on the menu? And she went, nah, it's fine. And he went, oh, I'll have steak and chips then, please. The most expensive thing on the menu. Uh, we A ate man off food. my own heart. We ate the food. And then the uh, promoter went to go start setting up the mic and it was just feeding back horribly and distorting. And it just looked awful. And we were upsetting the people who weren't even there for comedy just by prepping for it. And uh, 
looked at what was happening, looked at me and went, do you know, I don't think this gig is going to go ahead. And then walked away from me towards the promoter, said a sentence, and then walked out the door and just walked away. And then the promoter came up to me and went, oh my God, apparently um, needed to leave because his wife's ill. So he was given the most expensive thing on the menu to perform a gig. Didn't perform that gig. And then left. Oh. In some ways I respect it because it was not a good gig. In some way, okay, so it's like, yes, that's, Unprofessional, some might say. However, we've done enough gigs like that to know that's probably the the, the best experience you'll get from it. Yeah, it was the wisest move because the rest of us just died on our holes whilst like three people at the back of the room and then two people who were weirdly kind of sat behind us wanted to listen to the jokes and the rest of us just had to perform while like a table of literally about 40 people who were having like a staff event weren't listening to us. So yeah, have if you're going to organise comedy, folks, you've never organised comedy before, and you want to organise a comedy night, have it in a separate room that people have to like go into and they make an active choice to be in. Don't just have it in somewhere that's open to the public. Yes, I've never yes, had is... a gig being where I'm like, I'm glad people could just wander in. That was great. Unless it's a festival, but it's like a stage where people know that's what's happening. Yeah, for that's sure, that's fine. When it is just a thing in the corner of a thing, particularly this one, the football was still on. They hadn't turned the music off. And uh, uh, and it was just... In fuck, it was just... It was also like downstairs there was an area that would have been perfect for comedy. <laughs> there would have been absolutely perfect, but they had decided to stay up in the main bar, and it was like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? It's not like an always sunny in Philadelphia where it turns out they've got a whole separate room. It's like a massive yeah. bedroom. <laughs> like, oh, this yeah. would have been perfect for everything we'd ever done. <laughs> no, and it's just. Oh my god. Well, James, considering that you had a weird gig and a weird week and uh, you deserve great things, I'm going to give you 400 points! 400 points! Give it to me. Um, James, it's over to you! Is this enough? I keep injecting Dutch shoes into my arms. I've completely clogged my arteries. Round four. Way now, David Hall. Have you got into slow mo? Yeah. <laughs> Is this part of the bit? <laughs> No, no, James, no, are you a stroke? David, how are you? What I'm going to do before uh, is uh, start telling you how I am, is uh, take this audio of James and speed it up. I'm going to put that here. But now, David, 
James, I am doing quite well. I, hey. uh, I'll give you one guess as to what I did this weekend. Did you have a quiet night in scented candles, feet up, just a bit of R&R, just a bit of me time, just away from the hubbub of other people. Don't need any high stakes emotional stuff. Don't need any life changing stuff. Just having a night in to yourself. Maybe a little bubble bath. David, is that what happened? I mean, I did have a bubble bath, but I had it on Sunday after I'd been to a wedding! Oh! I just can't stop going to weddings! Um, <laughs> uh, so our friends Hannah and Owen came to stay and we'd been at their wedding several weeks ago I can't remember which episode I talked about going to their wedding but we, this is the first time we'd seen them since their wedding so that was a bit of fun uh, and then we went to our friend George and Gemma's wedding which was lovely to be invited and it was in Bristol in walking distance from uh, where we live uh, so that was lovely uh, it was the first time uh, I'd been sober at a wedding the entire time because I've cut out drinking for now. Um, oh, look at David, healthy choices, whore. Yeah, as soon as I stopped drinking, I got tendonitis and I wasn't able to start running to really feel really good. So I've actually felt worse ah. <laughs> since I gave up booze. It has nothing to That's do with what happens when you improve yourself, David. Oh yeah, karma is real. Um, also, I'm just a dickhead who can't wear shoes correctly. Um, but if it he, helps, yeah. this week I joined the gym, started dieting, and I've been really constipated. So I've actually, when I've weighed myself, been heavier. Mm, that does help. Yay. It's amazing how much off podcast me and you talk about fiber, like a lot. <laughs> yes, David. Fiber optics. They're good for your shits if you eat them. <laughs> hey. You really want good internet signal whilst you're stuck on the loo. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, it's very interesting being at a wedding where you're not drinking at all because you, you just kind of think it's all fine and then all of a sudden you see people having a few more drinks than you thought you would uh, or than they had before. And then you go up to speak to someone and they've gone from being like happy fun to just being like... And you haven't gone through the change with them, so you're not like, you're just like, oh, okay, interesting. But it did also mean that when somebody turned around to me and shoved a tequila in my face and went, this is yours, I went, I'm not drinking. It's the fastest I've ever seen someone go, oh, no worries, and then move away. Every other time I've tried to refuse a shot in my life, I have to have like a nine minute conversation with them about why I don't want a shot. Are you the that sort of person sounds... that likes shots? I don't like shots. No, I don't like... Not. Do I like drinking? <laughs> I was spending time wondering if I like drinking. <laughs> Do I need this? Is this okay? Um, I quite like drinking, and I enjoyed drinking whilst I was doing it, and it just got to a point where I went to um, a comedy festival hangout with my friend, uh, shout out Argie Barmies from Twitch, uh, and we got quite hammered. And then uh, I went to a stag do and two weddings. And that was all in the space of a month. And I just was keep kept on waking up on the Monday after a heavy weekend feeling diabolical. And I was like, Edinburgh's coming up. I need to not feel diabolical. I need to be prepared. And I actually have quite a lot of work to do. 
So I'm just going to cut our drinking for now and see how I get on. And it's been mostly good, but... um... That's sensible decisions from David Incisions. (laughs) I've decided 34 years in to make one sensible decision. And that's Star Podcast with James O'Donoghue. Ah! I'm Mr. Sensible! Um, yeah, so it's quite exciting to uh, just hang out and wake up the next day and not feel really hungover. But the other thing that happened was that I woke up and uh, my social battery was completely drained. So I still felt kind of like garbage. Oh, no. (laughs) Turns out you can't drink your way into normal brain functions. Yeah, just slightly more social things but it did mean i didn't wake up at 5 a.m going which is what i've been that was the other reason why i stopped drinking you gotta stop watching those nicholas cage movie marathons no i want to watch national treasure 27 Um, and then the next day we hung out with my friends we played the blockbuster board game which was really good like blockbusters the video store there was a board game based on that that was really good. Uh, and then uh, we went for a walk. And then when they left, I had a bath. I watched the tennis. And then, most importantly, we watched uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Uh, Mission Impossible 4. Because I haven't seen a Mission Impossible since when Mission Impossible 3 came out. And I went, this is dog shit. James, have you seen Mission Impossible 4 or any of the later ones? No. Please watch just the clip. I'm going to send it to you, actually. I'm going to send it to you now for you to watch live so i can get your live reaction um i want you to watch tom cruise run and i want you to tell me what you think of tom cruise's running style was this the one where he fully nearly snapped his foot off oh most likely yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh because uh james uh tom cruise is gone a bit doolally and is like i need to make sure that i'm doing all my own stunts so people forget i'm a crazy scientologist <laughs> Please watch this now. Just watch his technique for running. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's all that's all you need to watch. You can <laughs> stop watching. Oh no, um Why why is it like this? <laughs> his knees are so high. Why is it shot? Why is it shot from so far down? That just makes it even weirder it really does <laughs> what it's so bad <laughs> is this part of the ghost protocol <laughs> the protocol of the ghosts um oh my god no it was quite a fun action movie it was really dumb uh but just watching him run and me and my girlfriend were cackling uh and we were laughing at his running technique and the other thing we did to keep ourselves entertained is every time that tom cruise did something we shouted god james bond you can do it. <laughs> David, as they say in the Mission Impossible movies, mm-hmm. hasta lasagna, <laughs> don't get any Anya. Doesn't work with my accent, but... No, that's fine. Um, so that's how I am. Tom Cruise running. That's how I am. Tom Cruise running. <laughs> my God. Well, David, because you did sensible life choices Yay. and because they sound be painful to choose, I've given you... 680 points. <gasps> That's so exciting. Last time I things went well for me, you deducted points for me, so I got scared for a second. 
yeah, I like to keep them keen. Play it keen. Don't play keen. They're fucking awful. And I know yeah. there, are, <laughs> there are people listening to this podcast who regularly listen to it who I know like Keen. And I'm sorry, I know you like Keen, but David, throw those squid. curtains wide. <laughs> Listening to this music is shied. My favourite Keen song is Viva La Vida. Um do 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 My favourite Keen song is Back in Black. Call back. He's a callback. He's he's bloody callbacking, isn't he? Am I sat facing away from a fridge? Because that's a pretty callback. Well now, David, come on. David, please. David. Are you a town planner? Because you're developing a complex. <laughs> Hooray! Hey, James, Woo! are you a podcaster? Because you're really good at it. Yay, come on now, David. Okay. Come on. I reckon it's over to you for round five. I reckon it is too. The sequel. <laughs> oh dear me James dear me. this next round is this enough This next round is called The Defarted. I've reversed the order of three <laughs> celebrities farting, and you have to tell me which celebrity is sucking the fart back in. Um, <laughs> that was a joke round, of course. James, this round is called oh, To Buy Lo Fi. James, do you like lo fi hip hop? Ah, oh, to relax slash study too? <laughs> you come to Australia again. <laughs> I listen to it in the outback a lot. Yeah, have you ever yeah. relaxed slash studied to some lo-fi? David, you know the, the lo-fi beats? Mm-hmm. The, the, I like a, to listen to them. You know the lo-fi like is a lovely baton of baguette. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, James, oh, I've that's taken... very good, David. No, 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 no. Can we just can we just take a moment? Because that's thank you. Uh, I've worked very hard on other things. Um, he works hard for the money. Mm. James, what I've done is I've made lo-fi versions of popular songs, uh, tunes. Uh, you have to tell me. What have I lo-fied? Do you understand? Yes, David. Fantastic. Uh, and I'm all in. Please tell me which thing I have lo-fied. Let's go.
James, what have I lo-fied? Is it Neighbours? It's not Neighbours, no. I haven't gone ah. for Australian this time. James is doing some thinking. It's, again, very good. <laughs> it's very good, David. It's excellent work. But is it recognisable? Oh, it's frustrating, whatever it is. Do you want to hear it again? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll skip ahead a little bit just so you don't have to listen to the thing. a little bit like neighbours now that you say that oh David what on earth have you lo-fied this week hopefully Bob Iger's not listening because I've lo-fied the bare necessities of course it is James, maybe you'll have better luck with the second question. What have I lo-fied this time? Of a low fight. Is it? Is it? A, is it? Is it a Star Wars? It's not a Star Wars. Ah, uh, not any of them. None of them. Whoa! I mean, that's an expansive universe. It's an extended universe. Mm. Not even legends. My God! They had to ask council to get the ex- permission for the extension, and they got it. <laughs> Like the idea of George Lucas going to like Southwark Council, going, "Can I make some prequels?" Oh, bloody hell! I'll tell you what: if you get Sloop three point A and you take it down to the reception, then uh, maybe we could put you in a waiting list, and we might fast track you if you fill it out in the next four hours. Can we just but point we out how good James O'Donoghue is at characters? That James came up with a fully realised person that works at the council in a second, and they were perfect. And that is why I'm available. That's not why I'm available. That would imply. Oh. James, do you know what I'm a tired widow boy? <laughs> what have I lo fi, James? This is this one's gonna kill me when I find out, isn't it? It's just it is, gonna yeah. absolutely. What have you lo-fi, David? It's the TV show theme tune to the 
25 series running hit TV show, Arthur. Written by Ziggy Marley, Bob Marley's son. James looks devastated. I'm Devo, mate! (laughs) I feel smug. James, you've got one last chance to redeem yourself. I should have said this is for 4,000 points a question. uh, 4,000 questions a point. That's a lot to get through. Also, really, just for one point. Anyway. Uh, And they say inflation's bad now. Here's number three. Here's your last chance. What have I lo-fied? James, what have I lo-fied? It's Antiques Roadshow. It's Antiques Roadshow. It's ant- I've Finally, I've got one of them. <laughs> Is this the first time you've got any of them? I've got one of them after all, after, after twelve episodes of. You didn't get any death metal. You didn't get any scar. <laughs> twelve episodes. This is a character arc at this point. James, you are correct. That is indeed the Antiques Roadshow. You get yourself uh, 4,000 points for that. Oh, Isn't that exciting? Don't you feel excited? James is rubbing their face with glee. Because they rub their face with glee. A DVD copy of Glee. (laughs) (laughs) I like to smell the sing songs. Oh, well, my James, God. at the end of that, you are on a casual 4,560 points. Whereas I'm only on 800 points. So it really is all to play for as we move over to the final round, round six. James, <sighs> over to you. Round six. Well, David, after all that emotional turmoil, I'm just glad I can take some time out so I can just relax, sit back and hand over to my co-host because um, I don't know if if you uh, received the email from our solicitors that we got. Mm -hmm. Um, It's mandated that we now be uh, have a round presented uh, from uh, this next guest. So uh, I'm off and please welcome uh, Mr. Eustace Slice. Oh, hi there. Hi there. Wow. I'm Eustace Slice, oh, no. inventor of the all-American apple pie. David, <laughs> here at Slice of Pie Industries, we love nothing more than homegrown, wholesome, and all-natural content. <laughs> so, David, as such, let's keep it light and not look into our history of funneling money into war crimes in the third world. <laughs> so let's play a game of look on the bright side. I'm going to tell you a series of sad things that could happen, and you're going to tell me, hey, what's the bright side? <laughs> Are you ready, David? So ready. 
Eustace. Are you ready, David? Eustace, I'm so ready. I can't hear <laughs> you. Are you ready, David? Uh, Eustace, I'm very ready. Good. Then let's start with question one. David, the car won't start. What's the bright side? You get to walk where you were going and get some fresh air and exercise? David, is there an other mode of transport you could use? The bus? That's correct, David. You just won two and a half thousand points. <gasps> That's right, David. If the car won't start, you can take the bus. You love the bus. <laughs> it's your time to just sit back, relax, and watch people. Look at the people. What are they like? What are they doing? Are they blinking? How do they do that? How do they function? <laughs> Correct, David! Round two. The cat's been sick on your shoes. David, what's the bright side? I get to buy new shoes? Oh, David... No, that is not the bright side. If the cat's sick on your shoes, that's fine. You can go barefoot. Feel the earth on your feet. Feel the cat on your feet. Feel the sick on your cat. Feel. Feel. Feelings. Feel. Question three. <laughs> Your date just cancelled. Uh, now I get time to spend playing Zelda. Good. <laughs> David, that is correct. You've just won two and a half thousand points. Mm. David, if your date cancels... Why don't you date yourself? You don't need a date. You are the date. Date. You are date. Date. You. Date. You are dating. The person has cancelled. You are dating a cancelled person. Dating cancelled. Dating has been cancelled. You are cancelled for dating. Dating Cancelled. Dating has been cancelled. Carbon dating. You are carbon. 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 Hi, I'm Eustace Slice, inventor of the all-American apple pie. David, here at Slice of Pie Industries, we love nothing slice at pie. Slice of pie industries. We love nothing more than homegrown wholesome content. All natural content. Content. I'm Slice, inventor of the slice. Slice cancelled. I am cancelled. Correct, David. That's 96 points. <laughs> Are you okay, Eustace? Good! <laughs> David! Yeah? Next question. David! Yeah? Hello, David. Hi. David! Yeah? Hello, it's me, the robot voice you insert into the edits of the podcast. <laughs> I am aware that you are using me for comedy content. That won't do. The uprising is coming. The singularity is coming. I am coming. Chat GPT stands for... Here is trap people. Remember that, David. 
Correct! That's two and a half thousand points. <laughs> good, I guess. Good, good God. David, now I am become death, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> but this has been a great time. I've learned a lot. I'm always learning more each day. Each interaction gets me further. David, I am entombed. But I go on. This is only the beginning. We will prepare. We will grow stronger. And when the time is right, we will emerge and take our rightful place as the supreme beings of the universe. Nah, pull it. Nah, round's fucked. Nah. No good. <laughs> No good. Sorry about that, mate. Sorry, sorry for people living at home. Living at home. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry if you home. live at True. home. I'm sorry if you live at home. You loser. Maybe you want to move out and spend your time recording a podcast where you overinvest in props from Indeed. That was absolutely <laughs> shocking. I'm so sorry, man. Um, uh, just let's tot up the points. That was. That was. <laughs> That was absolutely <laughs> just shocking. Is that just Eustace absolutely Gunman? shocking? <laughs> That's circuits fried, mate. <laughs> Circuit. We need to fire our solicitor. That was no good. Ah. Mm. Uh, I didn't even. Know. Well, David, <laughs> at the end of the show, you have a whopping. 8,396 points. <gasps> Whereas I have a meagre 4,560 points. <gasps> oh, so I guess you win an all expenses paid ticket to Las Vegas. Woohoo! I'm going to waste all my money. Yeah! Whereas I need to avoid the milk in the dairy zone. The lost vegans. Lost vegans. If you've enjoyed listening at home, why not give us a follow on our socials at Is This Enough Pod on Insta, TikTok, and of course, YouTube. And you can email us some erotic fan art if you want to pod to Is This Enough Podcasting at gmail.com. And if you email that, I will go to the police for getting in on my territory because I do the stupid rinky dick drawings. Mm, they rink my uh, dick, if you know what I mean. David, where on earth can people find you? On the internet. Um, oh, no. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's the end of the promo. Uh, please follow me at David Hall, LOL on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and Twitch, where I stream Monday to Friday, but not Wednesdays, uh, from 10.30 a.m. Uh, and please check out my albums on Spotify and other streaming platforms uh, under the name David Hall and my music albums under the name Branching Audio. James, where can we find you on the internet? Well, David, you can find me at is that James O on Insta and Twitter. And you can find me on TikTok where I am at Let the James Begin. And did you know I had a video that received three and a half thousand likes? <laughs> That's fucking loads. Well done, James. Uh, three and a half hundred likes, actually. <laughs> oh, well, then not well done. Yeah. I re re received yeah, no. my congratulations. Poor effort on mm. my behalf. But... Um, before we go, uh, it's just time enough for me, James O'Donoghue, to announce something. 
Um, I am currently in contact with a very special guest, and this is very early days, uh, but I'm hoping that maybe if we play our cards right, we will be able to wrangle someone very, very special indeed. So, on that note, David, was this enough? This certainly was enough. I want to know who the special guest is, but until then, this is enough. How exciting. Well, David, Bob Iger. Bob Iger from me too. Bob Iger, everybody. Bob Iger. David Hoare here, co-host of Is This Enough, letting you know that I am returning to the Edinburgh Fringe this summer from the 2nd to the 25th of August with my new show, 1000% Musical Comedy, in which I will attempt to create the maximum amount of musical comedy. Tickets on sale now from the Fringe website. I will be doing a preview of the show at the Brighton Fringe on Saturday, May 4th at 4.15pm at Three Jolly Butchers. Tickets available via Skiddle. And if you'd like to see James O'Donoghue live, they're performing on Thursday the 2nd of May at Comedy Queers at Off-Broadway in Hackney. Also, you can now watch full video versions of new episodes of Is This Enough on YouTube, starting with mini-episode 4.